Hey everyone, and welcome to the Living Movies Podcast, brought to you in part by Water and Shade Media. I'm your host, John Schindel, and I'm joined this week by Jared Bateman, and we're here to talk about the movie Cars. Before we get into the actual show, I wanted to let you know that there were some audio issues on both mine and Jared's ends, so the quality is not what it should be at this point, and I apologize for that. But, back to the show. Jared, do you remember watching this movie when it first came out? I do. Um, I remember watching it with some friends of mine. Um, it's actually kind of a mentor of mine who loved... Um, he was a mechanic, so cars were his thing, especially classic cars. And there's uh, lots of fun kind of car motifs going on, obviously, in the movie Cars. Uh, <laughs> um, there's kind of lots of besides the characters themselves just um lots of little in jokes and stuff like that kind of a lot of callbacks to you know like the 60s and 70s and it was kind of the height of um kind of the the golden age of cars as being like a cultural icon and so lots of these little kind of neat things that he would kind of pick out like oh yeah you know that's that is actually a hudson hornet and it was like you know this that and the other and so it's just kind of fun to see it with somebody who enjoyed it as an adult um, for all those kind of in jokes that they would kind of sneak in and that just kind of made it a really fun movie to see. So it definitely has kind of its own little special spot in my heart of children's movies of just being kind of its own weird and wacky thing. Well, that's interesting. That would be an interesting person to watch this movie with. Cause I, I know that, I know that they tried to stay pretty, pretty true to actual cars, but that would be a fun experience. Yeah, no, it was really fun. And and his his thing was actually like race cars, um, like stock cars, uh-huh. like lightning green, and um like rat rods and like classic um like kit car builds. So like he had his own kit car that he was working on. Um so he just I mean, he loved the whole spectrum of the film and had things to say about it. So it was really fun. Um I wish I could have nice. Obviously, I'm not living in the same town as him anymore, but I wish I could have like somehow watched it with him again because I'm sure it would have picked out all kinds of other fun little tidbits. So, yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Well, I don't, I don't remember watching this movie when it came out. I, I, I know that at some point I saw it, and it, it's a movie that I don't know. I, I enjoyed it when I saw it. It was, it, you know, I didn't watch it when I was a kid, but it was one that was always interesting, at least. Um, because when this came out, let's see, when did this movie come out? I, that's actually not something I looked up. Oh, six. Hold that thought. It came out in 06. So yeah, I was, I was already graduated from high school. I was in college at that point. So, I mean, I, that was, that was after, <laughs> that was after I was a kid and watching kids movies. And before I was an adult and watching kids movies, it was in that weird time in between that kids movie. I was too cool for kids movies. So yeah, I think it would have been right about when I was close to high school. Anyway, <laughs> teenager, yeah. right? Still a time when you would watch kids' movies because they're fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. So when this movie came out, or I guess not when it came out, but at this point on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a seventy-four percent critic score and then it has a 7.10 out of 10 for user reviews which is lower than i thought it would be i thought this was uh i was under the impression that this was a more well-liked movie than that i mean 7.9 isn't a bad score it's just 
not in the upper nines like the other Pixar movies have been so far. Yeah, it was definitely a, I think at the time Cars came out, there was a certain expectation. I mean, the the film we just reviewed before this was Incredibles, right? Yes. Which kind of set the bar along with some other previous movies for what makes a Pixar film. And if you compare the Incredibles to Cars, they're different. Like, it's not just that, like, oh, one superheroes and the other's cars. Um, but just well, no, kind but of one's, like, one's very the, much the things you're expecting from the story are different. Like, Cars is a really pretty straightforward story. Like, about 10 minutes in, you pretty much know how it's going to end. Yeah. You know? It's not entertaining or that it doesn't have good morals to teach, but there's nothing about it that's not utterly predictable. That's true. Still like, it, it's kind of like biting into your favorite candy. Like, you know what it is, but it's still like a Snickers bar. <laughs> it's not like, surprise, this one's sour. Um, it's just kind right. of like you pay for it. Yeah, it, it honestly, it, it, it makes me think that this is, looking back, it's a lot more like A Bug's Life as compared to Toy Story. This one's a much yes. more straightforward story it's very simple you've got you've got a clear-cut good guy and clear-cut bad guy it's there's no real questions in terms of what the movie is trying to do yeah there's nothing especially scary or especially like surprising there's no no twists and turns aside from the ones in the road um really pretty clear-cut Again, bugs like Bugs Life kind of tier of movie is, is kind of what comes to mind. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, and I guess that makes sense why why that score is what it is then, because it's not it's not a, a movie critics movie. It's just it's a kids movie. It's a fun kids movie. I, I actually read a, a, re, a blurb of a review about it that, that was saying, you know, as compared to Pixar movies, it kind of falls flat. As compared to every other movie of its genre, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that, that, so, uh, that, about, yep. about sums it up. Yeah, I think I think that does sum it up. Well, interesting. Well, so that I guess that makes sense why why that score was a little bit lower. Um, this movie came out also at the time Happy Feet came out, and so it lost an Oscar, the animated feature film, to Happy Feet. So. You know, take that for what it's worth. The Oscars liked Happy Feet better, which is a movie I never saw. Same. So, yeah, I I feel like Cars has had a more lasting impression on the the world or mm-hmm. culture, I guess, or pop culture than Happy Feet did. Even though Happy Feet might be a more critically acclaimed movie, so yeah, and I think you can just look at content there. You know, Hollywood types are going to prefer a movie about how poor penguins over something about you know <laughs> muscle cars <laughs> it's just kind of you're probably right or or cars has had a last a more lasting impression because it's disney and so cars have just been a part of the world and they've been at disneyland and they've been on bed spree bed spreads and there's toys of them because that's how disney makes its money is through its marketing so so that also might be why it's more culturally relevant it, it kind of reminds me of like um what is it? Despicable me where you have these certain characters that are just like slapped onto like everything. 
and, yep. and they're just just milked for every <laughs> last ounce. And I feel like the, the Cars franchise became one of those because it was so you know appealing and approachable for kids. It was so easy to market um, and just kind of ready made. And yeah. so it just got just franchise the dickens out of it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. And this wasn't part of my outline, but let's talk about that. Cause the first movie I think is really good and we're going to keep talking about that as we go. But then the second movie was rough. It didn't, it didn't follow all of the same beats as the first one. It was an odd movie in it's in its pacing and in its story. And then the third one is kind of back to that, that the, the first movie, the nuts and bolts, as it were, um, under the hood, it's the same movie as the original cars. Gosh, how many, how many car cliches can we have? Um, and, and, and so you have, right. So you have this interesting first movie, third movie thing where the second movie is really just a dud, but the first and the third ones I think are really good and, and have good things to say. Yeah. That's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. It's, it's one of those, um, kind of over sequel. They also had, didn't they have like a spinoff about planes? It was like the same kind of premise, but it was airplanes instead of cars. They did. They did. And I remember reading about it. It wasn't, it wasn't a Pixar proper uh, property. It was like a Disney sub production thing where it was some Pixar people went and did that. So it's, it's not actually a Pixar movie, but yeah, it's in the same I guess genre as cars is planes and that movie, <laughs> that movie bombed. Yeah. Almost as bad as cars too. I remember seeing it and I was like, this is not as good as cars, which is no, unfortunate. It was, it was really bad. So I don't know. I thought, I think that's interesting that, that, you know, one was good. Two was just a, a money grab and it failed miserably. Planes was the same thing. And then you had cars three, which mm-hmm. is, which ends up being a decent movie. It's kind of a, I don't know, a, a modern phenomena, kind of a Disney thing of just you, you keep putting out sequels and some of them work and some of them don't. <laughs> the first one's usually the best. Yeah. See Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're not going to talk much about the cast, but some interesting things I thought is we were talking about it before we started recording. And there's a bunch of random people in this movie. Uh, as I was looking through the credits, George Carlin is in this movie. He, he voices Fillmore, the, the VW bus, uh, Michael Keaton voices, uh, chick Hicks. So Batman's in this movie, which I just, I find funny. And then you've got people like Bob Costas and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mario Andretti and Jay Leno. There, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cameos that were hilarious. Yeah. It was really well done. I enjoyed the majority of the cameos and even they even cameoed for Schwarzenegger, although it wasn't yes. actual, it wasn't actually Arnold who voiced, who did the voice for that. It was, it was fun. It did a lot to set the movie in a, in a time and place to, I don't know, to poke fun at the movie, which I guess a lot of those are becoming dated references, but, but it was fun. Cause it, I feel like it really helped capture the, the car craze and just how popular the, the piston cup was in, I guess, future cars America. I thought it was fun. So uh, let's, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the movie and the ideas it presents here. 
I know we talk about movies here, but something that's also important as parents is spending quality time away from screens, which is something that can be difficult. So I'm really excited to bring you Rooted Childhood. So each month of Rooted Childhood offers a curated set of stories, poetry, books, and eight simple handicraft projects, along with a detailed supply list, video tutorials, and beautiful photos for inspiration. Now, Rooted Childhood will help you spend quality time with your children instead of spending that time coming up with the next activity to do. This is something that my wife has used in the past when life just comes at us too fast and we need some help to figure out the right things to do with our kids. And it's been awesome. So if you're interested in finding out more about Rooted Childhood, follow the link in the show notes of this episode to check it out for yourself and to start exploring all the things that you can do with your children. And we're back. Yeah. So one of the first things when it comes to like kind of the, the morals, the kind of parable, if you will, from the story is that it seems like it's one of those stories whose main audience is the actors themselves. Um, Cause kind of the whole, the, the, the moral of the story is, you know, don't get so caught up in your pride and in thinking you're a better person that you forget um, kind of ordinary everyday people. Um, they have value too and all that kind of thing. Um, and I just remember kind of watching it yet again and being like, so this is a story whose main like audience it's trying to reach are the people that are telling the story. And while it's a good moral, it still just seems weird to me that you're, you're it, it's almost like singing to the choir or something. I don't know. What, what were your kind of thoughts on that? I hadn't thought about that. My my first thought was honestly, this seems like a better version of Soul, which we reviewed <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Almost anything like the, is. Well, yes, but this is like beat for beat, almost the same thing. Like we talked about Soul's main theme being, "Hey, open your eyes to the world around you. Stop and smell the flowers. Enjoy life as you're living it. Don't just don't just live for your dream." Mm. And and yes, while you know the little people are people too is a theme in this movie. I think the other main theme here is it's just the same. Don't get so caught up on your goal that you ignore the things around you and you ignore the people around you. You know, they Sally takes lightning for a drive, just, just to drive to enjoy the day, to enjoy outside. And, and I think that's a major theme in this movie as well. And so I, I kind of chuckled as I, as I was watching this going, Oh yeah. So if you, if you wanted to see soul, but you wanted an actual good movie, you could go watch cars. That's interesting. And and kind of the way you put it about, it's not about pursuing your dream. It's about also just pursuing life and the value that it has. That is kind of an interesting parallel. Yeah. But I can see where you're coming from too is yeah, this, this movie is for uh, rich and famous people to, they, they should all watch this movie and go, Oh yeah. The little people, they're, they're people too. But, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's kind of its own like weird kind of I want to say subgenre but that's maybe not the best word but it's kind of its own subgenre of moral tales about you know not being a celebrity so caught up in your celebrityness that you you know forget what it's like to be a real person the VIPs are people too and that kind of thing um it's it's I mean you see stories like that going all the way back to like the the dawn of film um, and it's it always kind of interesting for me to kind of see those because I'm like, so they're telling themselves this story. And I, I don't know. Oh. It's, 
it strikes me as as odd. Um, that being said, I think it's a good story. It's worth being told. <laughs> if somebody's going to tell it, it might as well be, you know, through a movie. So I'm not sure right. that there's like an alternative way to tell the story. Um, but it is just kind of interesting. You know, you wonder what the actors and producers and so forth are thinking as they're doing this film. Is it kind of like a slightly humbling experience for them? Do they see themselves in it? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's fascinating. I can't say I'd ever thought about that. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. Oh man. Well, that's funny. Well, let's, uh, yeah. So I guess let's actually talk about some of the characters then. Uh, So you got lightning. Who's a self-centered single-minded celebrity jerk who doesn't have any friends because the only thing he cares about is winning. Uh, which honestly, so as I was watching this movie again, it reminded me a lot of the uh, the ballad of Ricky Bobby, which I know you're not a big. Oh gosh, what that guy's what's that guy's name? <laughs> Escaped my mind too. Talladega uh... Nights. Uh, goodness gracious, find me his name. Where is it? Oh, Will Ferrell. Wow. Thank you. Talladega Nights. Uh, goodness gracious. Yes. So I know I know you're not the biggest fan of of Will Ferrell in his movies, but this movie is uh, very similar to Talladega Nights in in its story and in what the main characters learn is, you know, winning's not everything. You have to stop and smell the roses. Family's important. It, you know, Ricky Bobby's a it's a it's a comedy. And it doesn't ask you to take itself seriously and doesn't want you to take any morals away from it. But still, it, it makes me chuckle because these these two movies parallel each other quite well. And they were both released in 2006, which is kind of funny also. That is weirdly ironic. So I'm guessing oh. you went to go see Talladega Nights when I went to go see Cars. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> I guess that is true. So. Yeah, so if if uh, if you were in high school in 06, that means you kind of missed the beginning of Will Ferrell's movie career with Anchorman and Talladega Nights and some and gosh, Step Brothers and some of those others that were like his big hits. And lately, his movies have been uh, not as good. Oh, so I did see I the one that makes about, sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, never mind. That's a side. <laughs> that's a sidebar of sidebars. <laughs> Right, uh, you can get off the I, Will Ferrell podcast now. <laughs> Curse you, Will Ferrell. Um, right. So anyway, that's lightning. Yeah, and and he's the the main character and the one who kind of, in my opinion, sees the most character development, um, where he goes from being super cutthroat, very narcissistic, completely self centered, to realizing that he's missing out on things, that he really has no friends, that he has not really anybody to depend on and and that leaves a big gap in his life and and no one's really sticking out for him aside from like maybe his truck driver um yeah and that's kind of (laughs) questionable and and so he really does see that kind of character development and and of course you know the kind of the closing scenes are really poignant in him you know truly coming kind of full circle and realizing what's important in life is not just getting the the win spoiler (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and that, yeah, I mean, spoilers, but, but that is, that is definitely the point the movie takes you to is that, yeah, winning is not everything. And, and I think that's an important point, especially for children. I mean, I know with my children, winning is everything. And they want to, I think I've said this before, they want to be the first up the stairs. They want to be the first out of the car and they want to be first in the car and they want to be first, first, first is always me, me, me. And that's a, that's a point that this movie like just nails on the head is look, not everything is about you. It's sometimes about other people. And and I think that's hugely important for children to learn is that life, life is about more than just, just me. I have to look at the people around me and see who they are and enjoy their presence because without them, what, what does doc say about his cups, the piston cups? He's like, they're, they're just empty cups. That's all they are. They're nothing special. Um, I I was listening, I was listening to another podcast. I don't remember what it was, but, but I was listening to Jared Leto and he was talking about the fact that he won an Oscar at one point. He's like, yeah, I I lost it. I don't even know where it is. It's been lost for like the last five years. I, I don't know where it is. And that thought of this thing that you worked so hard to get and you achieved it and it, and it's the pinnacle of your career. It's just a thing. It's just an accolade. It doesn't mean anything because life is about the people that are around you. Right. It means something, but it doesn't mean as much as the people. And it fades very quickly. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. It's it's not that it's not that things aren't worth uh, achieving, and things aren't worth going for, and things aren't worth uh, uh, setting your sights on. Like winning an Oscar is a cool thing, but if you win an Oscar at the expense of having friendship or family, or if you win, you know, the piston cup at the expense of having friends or family, then you're left at the end of this being like, hey, I have a piston cup, but nothing else and no one to share it with and no one to enjoy things with. I think that's where I was going. Not to say that yeah. that you know achieving things is bad. Or, or even having your sights set on achieving things. Right, that, but the point is, like, that's, years that's later, it's just an empty cup. Right, yeah. years later, it's not bringing you any more comfort or anything. It's just there. Yeah. So, so I think, I think that's the, I think that's one of the biggest things this movie is trying to say. What do, you, what else do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think that's it. I mean, it's, it's pretty. It's. It's fairly simple. I think there's a few other kind of little things in there, but that's really kind of the big takeaway. Um, and of course, you know the the closing the the closing scene really does kind of nail that home of of really looking out for really looking out for other people. Yeah. Well, and there's there's some other stuff in there. I mean, there's you know there's uh, be honest with your friends. Uh, interstates are evil. Yeah, interstates are evil. I, I will say. Uh, well, no, I'll hold that. I'll hold that for the next moment. So do we have any other thoughts on, on ideas that this movie presents? There's, and I don't know if this is an idea or just kind of a cultural backdrop of like the small town um, Mm. where most of this takes place kind of as a contrast to the um, high speed life that lightning comes from. It's an interesting contrast because you do have, you have lightning who's living that high speed life. And you also had uh, Sally who was living that high speed life. And she says that she just wanted to get away from it. And she drove and she drove until she broke down. And then doc somehow fixed her up, even though he has no hands or anything, but you know, he fixes her up and, and then she likes the slower laid back lifestyle that, that isn't, 
that isn't living in the big city. And honestly, I think we're seeing a shift away from big cities right now because people are realizing that, yeah, big cities, you can't, you can't go anywhere. You're stuck. You have no yard. So I I think, I think you're right. I think that that is a theme. It's, I don't, it's not exactly a moral theme. It's just kind of a cultural backdrop. Um, there's, it's, it's not a particular fable as much as it is just kind of like adding to the characters and some of the kind of contrast they deal with. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I noticed it. I, the, the thing I noticed was how much, uh, how much lightning looks down on these people because they are just country bumpkins. And, and that's a thing that is, that's a, that's a mentality that is truly, truly out there. And, and it's more, more the just looking down on other people because they're different than you, you know, lightning looks down on them because they're different. They kind of look down on him because he's, or at least doc looks down on him because he's different and, and they don't give him, they don't give each other the time of day because, well, they're different from each other. So they don't think they're worth anything. And I think that's something that, that truly does plague. Uh, it, it plagues people right now. And it's and it a probably always has. Divide. Yeah. And I think it's a widening divide, especially between rural and urban where yeah. one doesn't understand the other. Yeah. But before this becomes a political podcast, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and, and laugh at this movie a little bit because there's a whole lot to laugh at here. All right. So coming back here, let's, uh, let's ask some unanswerable questions. Um, so there's a whole lot of questions about, just how do the cars work? I mean, I said it already. Doc fixes Sally. He has no hands. I don't know how that happens. The level of suspension of disbelief in this movie is super high. Right? Oh, so man. I don't even know if I want to get into that. Like, where do cars come from? I don't know. Do cars, cars have babies? That's, that's what we got. Yeah. Seriously, all of all of those questions, I want to just cruise right on past those because holy cow, that is, it's just it's too much. I don't I don't even want to go there. Where I do want to go though, how on earth does the economy of Radiator Springs work? I don't get it. Yeah, everybody buys from everybody else. It's a um, uh, pfft, there's a word for it. It's a clo- is it a closed loop? Is that what it's called? A closed loop economy? Sustenance economy, I think. Where's my economy books? Uh, they're out of reach. Um, yeah. yeah, it's one of those where y- you have everybody essentially pays everybody else for something they need, right? So one person has the gas station, so everybody pays her for gas, but then she pays like the other guys for, you know, an oil change and pays somebody else for new tires. And that's, I guess, how the economy works. And sucks right. to be the guys who like sell antiques or... Um, uh, what was it? Natural organic hemp based fuel or something like that. Uh huh. Or the hotel person because no one comes to the town anymore to stay in your hotel. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't work. And it is a bit of a ghost town. There's like eight people there. I think something like that. There's like nobody there. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I guess that makes sense. If it is a closed loop and they don't actually need anything from outside, that works. So I guess that answers that question. Uh, the next question I had is, uh, how old is Lightning? So, and the reason I ask this is, when Harv asks him, 
if he has any friends that he wants to invite to the to the piston cup thing lightning doesn't know anybody now that means he doesn't have like parents or siblings or people he grew up with that's what i noticed this time around i was like so he literally came from nowhere and then all of a sudden he's like winning races but like race cars are made like you're purpose built for a thing right that's that's how cars work like if you're a fire Uh truck you put out fires that is literally your body is made for putting out fires. Like you can't yeah. be a tow truck without getting a literally a new body. So I kind of feel like lightning McQueen was just made somehow and then just instantly becomes a racer. Yeah. Like he just came off the production line. He spent one year in training and now he's a rookie and he's literally two years old. Something like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, means that most of the other cars aren't necessarily that much older either. But yeah, no, I was kind of like, he's, I think he was just made. <laughs> Guys, I, I think he was in 04. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. And, and it, and it makes sense why he's such a stuck up snot because he's just a little kid and little kids only think about themselves anyway. It totally makes sense. This is true. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that answers the question also. The next question I had then, well, because, you know, part of that is, well, did he not have, like, siblings? I guess his siblings would have been the other cars that were built at the factory when he was. There's no mention of family in the movie that I can recall. You know, that's true. I think you have, like, your significant other. Right. You had the husband and wife who are traveling. Right. And there's the old, like the Model T, whose husband was the founder of Radiator Springs. Right. And I think a couple others. Oh, uh, the king. The king has a wife. Oh, yes. I think. Or is it his mom? I don't remember. I'm going to go with wife, because if it's mom, that, that destroys our theory. So wife. We'll go with wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, again, suspension of disbelief here. <laughs> Complete. Anyway, those are the only things I wanted to bring up. Did you have any uh, any any odd things to note? Uh, no. I mean, there's... Uh, no. So once you start going down the rabbit hole, you just... There's so many questions, but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, this could be. Yeah, this movie just just starts asking questions as soon as you start diving in. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think we'll just leave it be right there. We'll we'll notice that there are lots of questions, and then we'll slowly back away and just be done with it. (laughs) It's just an analogy. It's just an analogy. It's just an analogy. Right. And one that kids don't care about. When the kids watch the movie, they could care less about, you know, do the cars have brothers or sisters or whatever? And honestly, that's kind of the way the children, my children at least play with toys. Anyway, they give them stories and they give them, they give them families and they give them whatever. And and none of those questions really matter. So I, I guess, I guess it works in a child's mind, but seriously. Yeah. And I think I feel like, and you've got more kids, so you can kind of uh, set me straight on this. I feel like kids kind of live in the now. Yeah. They don't like, care. There's not an awful lot of question about the past unless it hurts right now and there's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of question about the future 
it's huh. just very much now. So I feel like them they're just not going to wonder about his family because he's just racing, and that's the important thing. Yeah, because they never mention it. If they mentioned it, it would be an issue, but it, it's not, so it's not. Right. Because it doesn't have to do with yeah. now. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about some some of the, I guess, some warnings in this movie. So there's a decent amount of action. There's some intense racing scenes. There's some crashing scenes. Uh, the tractor tipping scene. My children freaked out about Frank the Combine because Frank the Combine apparently is scary. Like there's there's some intense driving sequences. So, you know, if your children like mine are are scared easily, then then those can be an issue. But other than that, uh, there's not really much of anything uh, in terms so, of it's cards. How how much <laughs> how much questionable right? content do you really have? Yeah, I mean there's there's some relationship stuff going on between Sally and Lightning, but but even that's it it's all innocuous and it's just they I, I don't know. Again, I, kids don't really pick up on it and they don't really go anywhere with it and they're also cars. So I don't you know, relationship with cars, I don't know. So your innuendo is kind of limited. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz your cars. Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of uh, substances, I guess some of the cars or some of the RVs in the infield had some 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 of the beer hats on where you have cans of beer that have a straw down to your mouth. So, you know, there's obviously there's beer in this world somehow. Or is it beer? Is it just is it like fuel? Fermented fuel? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, ethanol. There you go. So many questions. <laughs> oh and man! Two things we want answered. Yeah, I would. So it would be fun to legitimately sit down and try and like nitpick the ever living snot out of this movie. I think it would be great. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that now. So uh, final thoughts on this movie. I, I really liked it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, my children enjoyed it a lot. I think the 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 messages that this movie sends are really good. So I personally, I rank this really high on movies to share with my children because it's a, it's a really good movie with really good morals. You don't really have to wade through anything to get to those morals. They're just, they're right there and, and they're really easy to talk about. So, you know, as a parent of young children, I love this movie. I think it's great. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think it's pretty solid just as a movie it's entertaining to watch um again i I felt like as an adult watching it it was still entertaining um i wasn't bored there was definitely you know fun little stuff to catch here and there and then again those some of those weird questions that we come up with we're just like wait a minute how does that work um which kind of made it as an adult entertaining to watch and again i think a lot of one thing i would say about the morals is a lot of them are very visual um, where it's it's really pretty it's not just like spelled out it's like shown with a picture diagram what it's trying to teach you which i think makes it particularly compelling for children because there's not i, I don't feel like there's an awful lot you have to explain like it's there i mean Mm-mm. not to say that they wouldn't have questions but that it's pretty easy to explain and it's not like they're going to miss something yeah, this movie does a really good job with the uh, the old adage of show don't tell. They they 
everything this movie wants to say is right there for the for the for the consuming i guess mm-hmm. cool so yeah final thoughts i think i think i've said this already but final thoughts are it's a great movie great children's movie great movie for the family it's a great movie to sit down and watch together it's just a really good movie and i i really enjoy it so if you're going to sit down and watch a movie with your kids cars is cars is high on the list for movies to watch as a family and it'll finish and you'll just say wow pretty much all right well now that we're at the end of our podcast you can say wow like jared <laughs> and uh uh you can still subscribe to us and if you enjoyed this nonsense that we just did uh then you can you can go on to your podcast player of choice and you can write us a review and give us lots of stars because apparently that's a good thing to do i don't know uh also if you want to follow us on the social medias we are on all of them as at living movies pod and we're on twitter and we're on the facebook and we're on uh what's the other one oh instagram Grindr. we post there too negative uh we're not on tinder not on grinder you know not on any of those uh i thought about putting us up on you know things like mines or oh gosh what's that other one that parlor parlor was the other one that just got shut down are we me you or whatever that one is that one. Uh, yeah, we meet, whatever that one is. I thought about that and then realized it was just too much work and and I don't care that much. So yeah, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram if you want to get a hold of us. Otherwise, I guess I'm sorry. Um, you could email us at, uh, what is it? Living, livingmoviespodcast at gmail.com. So that's the other way you can get a hold of us. But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. I hope you enjoyed the, the episode. If you liked it, then you know, tell someone else about it and we'll see you next time. Or something like the longest outro ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, that was fun.